Welcome back. This is part two. Enjoy the episode. Um, now, you guys have UFC 281 coming up. You're going to go back to City Kickboxing yep. with the entire team. Everyone's on that card. I mean, you yeah, got you got Izzy, Dan, yourself, and uh, I'm drawing a blank, but you're Carlos. the guy in the Carlos in the light heavyweight. Yeah. Most of the time, when Izzy's headlining these events, they bring in the other uh, the gym and kind of stack the card with similar guys. Is there is there a reason why the UFC does that? I guess uh, they were doing it initially because of COVID, so it was just easier to like get everybody's like travel requirements, stuff like that, all the documents and all that bullshit at the time. Uh, it was all easier just to do it all at once, go overseas, book all that like isolation and crap on the way home. It was just easier to bunch it all together and then uh i think izzy probably likes fighting with his mates on the card right likes having people around during the week i mean it's always nicer to have some familiar faces uh during fight week but um yeah like i was i was surprised to have four people like that on on a card that big again you know like abu dhabi was different right like it was like a weird it was just a weird time in the world it was a weird place to fight and People, too much uncertainty. People could fight. Yeah. People couldn't fight because of rules and like. So I was like, oh yeah, putting four on this card that that makes sense. But like, Madison Square Garden getting like four people on that—that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I was watching when you guys are fighting on the same cards and you fought on other cards with Izzy as well. And watching your vlogs, I mean, it seems like there's that brotherhood and that energy that builds yeah. up to the fight, um, especially on your vlog side. I've. Uh, you're two different characters on the vlog <laughs> compared to media day. You're like, oh, you have that look like fuck this media type Me- of, or is it more just a, you're you're exhausted and tired because yeah. you got to cut weight. Yeah, media day is like, um, just like it's always on like a Wednesday usually, right? And uh, you're like a little starting to feel like a little bit depleted from the cut, and you're just pissing all the time because you're water loading. So it's hard to get like um, the energy for that, and it's the same questions, man, over yeah. and over. Right from like five different people or whatever, I understand that's like the job, but so like to get like the same enthusiasm for for every time is like it's hard. But like I want to vlog, right? I like vlogging. That, that that shit's fun to me. So I get into it, and like it's you you catch funny things and you get like a different insight to. Uh, it's like unique, right? It's unique to me and to like my friends. Whereas like media days, like you know, I'm probably saying the same shit as like. I don't know, Khalil Sane or like Sean yeah. Sane or something like that. But yeah, vlogging's it's cool, man. Do and now people aren't over here at Bangtail. They've never been here, so they get to see it. And some of them have like never met, um, you know, Alex and those guys. I've never like really seen them because like we're separated for a long time. So them popping into like the vlogs, like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah, people don't realize that. I mean, I'm assuming this is kind of a second family to you as well, spending so yeah. much time at Tiger. Um you were originally at Tiger, probably. Now, were you at the same time when George was there and Alex was there for yeah. the tryouts about that era, uh, or a little after? I, so I came before that. I came way before that. Yeah, with Wardy. That was the first guy I ever met in Thailand. And um, when I came back, I was in Thailand at a different gym. Tryouts were going on, but I was training just Muay Thai. I wasn't interested in MMA back then, so I was down at Lion Muay Thai at the time in Rawai. Okay, I was living there, fighting there. Those guys were like at Tiger doing tryouts and stuff like that, and I like didn't really know them. I just knew Woody, and um, I didn't didn't know any of them, man. To be honest, didn't know any of them. Yeah, I like kind of knew uh, 
Jeff, like who Jeff was, the the camera guy. Yeah, he just left. Didn't yeah, he? yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have too much to do with any of them. Yeah, actually, I was I meant to reach out to Jeff. I kept seeing him at the gym. I'm like, oh, get him on the podcast, yeah. and then he's then he's gone. He told me yeah. he was over here, um, because he's he was working out his visa to get back and yeah, something something like that. Yeah. So I think it just obviously came through when we were up in Bangkok the other week. So, uh, he shot off back to New Zealand to. Do whatever he does over there, film film the guys and do his engaged stuff and whatnot. Now, these guys over here, like Frank and Alex, uh, I know one of your jiu-jitsu coaches with Josh Hinger yeah. as well. So these guys over here, are they're kind of your Thailand family for this type of training. Like, are, is your training pretty, like, every other d- every day with Frank, focusing yeah, on the so wrestling? Like, yeah, like, I train, I train every day with all of them, really. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I obviously spend uh, quite a lot of time with Frank because, like, well, here I train with him like most days, and then in New Zealand he gets brought over, and I train with him most days. And uh, I spent a huge amount of time with Woody in the past, and uh, so I like being here, man. Like I was, I was training with these guys, um, straight out of New Zealand, right before I was before I moved to CKB anything. So uh, these guys are just as much of my my team as um, the guys at home were, and I had like a huge amount of success with these guys. Yep. You know, these guys, like, uh, th- these are the guys that taught me how to grapple before anyone else. You know, like Alex and, and George and Frank, or before Frank got here, it was George. The, these are all the guys, and, like, Roger Huerta, they sh- showed me, like, how to wrestle and how to grapple and how to how to fight MMA. I had a few MMA fights with them over here uh, in Imolo as well, a few MMA fights with these guys before I even thought about doing it in New Zealand. Yeah, and these guys are, I mean, the Hickman brothers, they're world class. You've yeah. got, I mean, Frank is uh, helping out with, he's he's always in Itasanya's corner. Yeah, yeah but I mean, right now, George yeah. George is over at the UFC with Loma. Yeah. Um, I think Bangtao, and specifically this area, you're really going to see it put on the map, and maybe uh, it's already being a competitor for, for Tiger. Um, with Thailand in mind, you keep coming back here. Mm. What is it about Thailand that drives you back here? Uh, I just think... Um, I enjoy this place, man. Like I have a lot of has a lot of sentimental value to me. You know, this is where I like met my partner. This is where like a, most of my adolescence was spent over here, right? Like my early twenties, my middle of my twenties, and a lot of my um, nearly all of my fighting was done here, out of here. And so it's like a it's a good place for me. It's like a a place that gets gives me some good energy, old energy. You know, and like uh, I get new looks all the time. I think I uh, just someone that suits like moving a little bit, moving around, training at place, not like random gyms, like turning up at random gyms, but like obviously these guys aren't a random gym to me, right? And like so between this and CKB, I think bouncing between the two is it's like a healthy way of um, of living for me, you know. And uh, you know, my daughter's like half Thai as well, so she seems to like really enjoy being here as well like as much as we do and so um yeah it's a good it's a good yeah you can see her running around the, the hit gym she's always got the gym, a smile man. she's at the gym like three four times a day she's in there more than you yeah <laughs> she's always at the gym yeah she's always at the gym and hits it off with everybody there very friendly and very likable so maybe it's like the tie in her i don't know but um yeah there's something special about thailand and i think also you know I mean, well, you're living on an island in New Zealand, but mm. that island life, there's so much yeah, power from the ocean. You can feel yeah. it. And I mean, I mean, this place, it's right on the ocean. And every morning you wake up, there, there's no traffic. There's no stress. That kind of yeah. 
it's all taken out of the equation. When you go back to city kickboxing, what is the lifestyle like there? Are you commuting to the gym? Are you close yes. to the gym? Can it be sim Is that that similar Thai lifestyle where everything is so convenient? Not at all. <laughs> Auckland, uh, there's spots in New Zealand, right, that are like Phuket. Like if you go up north or like into places in the South Island, there's like beaches and you can live, you can live in that energy, right? And it's like simple, a nice way of living. Um, it's really enjoyable, but that's just, that's not Auckland, man. Auckland is not that. Auckland is like a mini super city. Yeah. Right? It's busy. It's expensive. Uh, it's very crowded, but the gym's very, very good. So that's what keeps all of us there, right? But um, sometimes you just got to get out of that uh, hustle for a little bit. Um, a lot of your time can be spent in traffic there if you don't time your day right. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like any other city in the world, like any other decent-sized city in the world, there's a lot of expenses, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can get caught up and feel like you're just constantly um, working all the time to, to, to for the next day, oh, go to sleep, right? Got to go to sleep so I can get up and go to the next work day, right? Here you can, like, get some solid training, in, but you can also you can slow down, right? But there's so much ways to save time here. Simple, like, you don't need to do your laundry. Yeah. You don't need to cook or clean. You can get a maid. Like these little things, they start to add up, especially when you should be focusing on training, living in these cities. And the, it's the headache of the cost. I mean, I'm from Canada and I, every time I go back home, I'm, it seems like everything's just doubling up in cost. Yeah. Like you, you can't even, for example, you're with your wife and daughter and like, holy shit in Canada. It's like, it'd be at least a hundred dollars to go. Like you're talking 3000 baht here. Yeah, you yeah. can go out with a family and spend what? Less than a thousand for I mean, sure. We we spent we fed like six people on the beach, like, like during the sunset the other night. For like it was like two thousand two hundred baht, you know, like a hundred New Zealand dollars. Like six people, like stuffed full, on a sunset, on the beach, like in New Zealand that would be, well anyway that would be so expensive in, in the rest of the world, right? But yeah. here you just like scoot down the road. Like I fill up my scooter for like a hundred baht for like the entire week. Gas but is not one hundred and eighty dollars at home for yeah, the week. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's people always. That's one thing back home. They people ah, insurance is a cost. A car is a cost. It's like mm. I have a car and honestly, it just sits there pretty much the whole week. I'll use it when it rains and I need groceries. That's pretty much right. it. But I these things like insurance and gas. So living in Thailand, that whole stress is it's non-existent. What about uh, city kickboxing ever thought of, especially because you had so many issues with COVID, just move the whole goddamn gym over to Phuket <laughs> and bring the team? I I think they were considering moving to America during COVID. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I was not going to do that. And America is definitely not a place I want to live. No. Um, but that, that was like a looking like a reality for a few of them. They were keen, they were like happy to do that. I was going to continue doing the two week quarantines because um, I felt that I would prefer to do the two weeks and stay in New Zealand versus moving my whole family over there. My partner didn't want to move back there. I don't yeah. want my kids to grow up in America. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm never, I'm, I've already said this to everyone back home. I'm not going back. I said, yeah. here's my pin. Come yeah. find me. I mean, it's that whole world's completely changed in the past 10 years. And it's more just, I mean, I, we don't get it like living in Thailand because there's no TV. There's no news. There's no channel right. six at six. 
So we don't really know what's going on back home. And then, you know, you always go back home. I don't know how it is in New Zealand, but for me, when I go back, you get the stories. Well, did you hear that? I mean, it could be a Trump issue or, you know, a political issue. And you're like, guys, I have no idea what the fuck's going on back here. Yeah. Like my worries are like, I want to go train. I got some work to do. And what am I going to eat tonight? Yeah. I like it here. Um, they can really zone in on like whatever like specific work you're doing, whether it's training or you finish training, you go do something else. Like you can, I can be hot. like at the moment, like it takes me like two minutes to walk back to where we're staying. Right. Yep. And uh, then you can like rip into something for like a good 40, 45 an hour and then go chill out for half an hour, like go swim at the beach and then come back and do it again. And like do that a few times and then you train again. And then like, it's still only six o'clock. Yeah, what's your routine? So I'm seeing uh, yesterday I saw you're doing some uh, jujitsu in the morning. Yeah. Typ typically, what's your day look like in Phuket? And I think this could be relevant for there's a lot of people that are probably training MMA around the world and they don't realize like how this island can fine tune you. Yeah, like uh, I, I train a lot here because, um, you know, number one, I feel like it's a waste to come all the way over here and not like get into it. And like, so I spend. Like I said, I train with Frank, and then I'll do, like, jiu-jitsu, and then in the evening I'll do the wrestling classes, and then I train with Wardy as well, and I hit pads. Like, I, I definitely overcook myself, but the only reason I was doing that is because I wasn't in a fight camp yet, right? So if I completely fried myself, I could have, like, a morning off or a day off, and it's not that detrimental, but I was just, for the last, like, four or five weeks, I've just been stacking stacking up sessions uh, ruthlessly, but now I'm in camp, I, like, um sort of manage it a little bit better are you officially in camp now yeah it's okay. like eight weeks so now i'm just like a little more careful and cautious about what i was doing but if i'm if i'm out of camp i just um i just get into it just go for and it and then are you kind of during the time off you're at the beach you're grabbing you're just a t this a lot of people don't understand how simple it is like you're getting um, and, and the food is quite good the only problem i find in thailand is when you're eating thai food like maybe the protein's a bit low so you yeah. gotta double it up it's definitely, like, not the ideal food to diet, right, to, like, make weight. So that's where it can start to get a little more costly is, like, when you start buying Western food over here. Um, but if you have a kitchen and stuff, it's still really cheap. But, um, yeah, during the day, a lot of, like, a lot of YouTubing, a lot of editing and stuff like that because I do it myself at the moment and, like, a lot of time with my with my kid and stuff because, like, I'm I'm, you know, not lucky enough, but I'm put myself in a position that I can spend a lot of time with her. I don't have to send her to daycare or get nannies or anything like that because of what I've done in the past and like how I, how I live now and the money I make, I can spend all the time I want with her and so can my partner. So, yeah, and you're you're at the gym. You're kind of I'm me. watching. I'm watching. She's doing some training, and then you're yeah. watching your 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 child. It's it's Mali. Yeah, Mali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's training, and then she your partner's training. It. Yeah, yeah. She kind of go back it. and forth. Yeah, it's good at the gym because like, uh, you know, when they're young and they're cute, everybody wants to hold them. So I got like about a hundred babysitters at the moment. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it definitely makes it a lot easier. But um, so yeah, this is a good area for a, for a family to be in Bangtao. You know, it's not. It's not too busy. It's not dangerous on the roads and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's not quite as crazy as Chelong. Yeah, Chelong is, uh, I've always, I've talked to the boys, I don't know, four years ago. I did some mm. training down there. I ran into Frank a long time ago to a volleyball place. And I know Joy, Joy's been on the yeah. podcast. And I always ask them, I'm like, why are you guys in Chelong? 
Yeah. Like you come to Phuket to live on the island to be close to the beach. Yeah. I've been up. I haven't left this area in six years. And yeah, I didn't figure that out, bro. I was gutted. <laughs> I came up here a few times to some like the beach clubs and stuff and like that, but I didn't really like see this this part of it. Uh, I wish I did, but yeah, it was just. I was absorbed in that lifestyle down there, you know? Well, it's the, especially, I don't know, maybe we should, uh, we won't give away too many secret spots and these <laughs> people here, but the typical spot, the beach spots where I've seen you, that spot, there's nothing else, I think, on the island that uh, actually has that because it's not allowed, let's say. Yeah. But it's, that is, I mean, maybe one of the best spots in the world and not, yeah, not so holding nice back nice. on that. Um, okay, before we wrap it up, because we probably hit 35 minutes plus, okay, um now you have ufc 281 coming up um in my opinion not just as the host but as a fan as well and i've been following your career mostly because i followed all the guys that were at tiger and down here um especially be, like tai tuivasa pitcher young very early in their careers um you're s still i would you're you're for sure a top 10 and probably one of the best strikers in that division uh, that division is stacked. You're going to be fighting Renato Moca uh, Mocano. Yeah, Mocano. Mo Mocano. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to share of, of mentally? How are you preparing for that? And, and what are your thoughts on that fight? Yeah, like I, you know, I had like um, a couple of losses. As everybody knows, um, the fight I had with Rafa was like a very good fight. And then I had a, made a mistake. and I got caught. I paid for it. The fight with Jalen was not a good fight. Um. Just yeah, it wasn't. Just a lot of things accumulated to that that fight, and just went in there with the wrong mentality and the wrong headspace, and uh, you can't do that against someone like that, right? He's 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 so dangerous, and uh, so I've just fixed things, right? And I'm super. I don't feel like that is like an accurate portrayal of my skill level or like who I who I am as a fighter and so so i took another hard fight because i feel like i'm well i know that i'm still a, a monster in this division right i just need to i just need to go out there and do it which i'm gonna do and uh i'm stoked i got Moikana because you know he's like good at, he's good at everything and i get a good fight at a good stadium and usually when things like this happen to me and i don't have that like you know getting into the rankings is like a gift it's good but it's like a curse too because it's so hard to get a fight you know i got in there very early i fought like a lot of hard people and ended up there early which is like in my own credit but also i kind of like shot myself in the foot because then next minute i'm like 30 years old and i haven't had that many fights in the ufc over like a three-year period i could have had a lot more if i didn't rush my ass to the rankings so quickly i should have just fought people not bad people. There's no one bad in the light, lightweight division, in my opinion. Like the top fifteen, there's like fifteen dudes behind them like that as well. Yep. But I just could have had more regular fights. Um. So like now that I'm out of the rankings, I have this opportunity where I can just fight people and just fight and fight and fight and back it up, and get back into like what I enjoyed about this, which was like having a dust up with somebody. Whereas like when With you're the in the rankings, you think Drew, about the, the ranking Drew a little bit. Fight. Absolute yeah. Dust yeah, man. Like yeah. when I fought Drew, I had no idea Drew was ranked. Mm. I just was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a main, main fight. And then it was. And then I got ranked. I was like, oh shit, that was cool. That's a good bonus. And then. But that whole division, I mean, it seems it seems like in every division, the top five kind of holds up the divisions. And yeah. I had that conversation with Syed. I said, 
well, I heard, and, and being a fan, I also assumed at that point when you and Fazeev were fighting, it's because nobody was fighting you guys and no one would take a fight. Yeah, it was like, it was very hard to get a fight. And you, did you guys have to, like, get on the phone with each other at a certain point? Yeah, I just, I, like, WhatsApp them. And um, I sent my voice message just saying that, like, hey, like, they've sent me your name. I don't know if you know about it or not. I don't know if they're just trying to get me to sign and then surprise you. I was like, but they've sent me your name. Um, and they're telling me that there's no one to fight, and that I'll have to, we'll have to, both of us will have to wait till next year, otherwise. Yeah. And so we had like a call, and then we talked about it, and then, um, it was just like, all right, well, let's make some money. And fight. I was, he's like, it's gonna happen anyway, and I was like, yeah, it definitely is. So, we just got it out of the way, and then so we had a fight, and then we we switched like one ranking, and then um. Same thing again, man. I was trying to get a fight in the rankings for the last one, but there was just no one to fight. No one puts their hands up. Because like, I think I was like 14 at that time, 13 or 14. So like I'm at the sort of back. So the guys at the front like, I don't want to fight someone behind me, even though that's exactly what I did. You gave Jalen that opportunity. Well, I did that with Rafa. Rafa yeah. was ranked behind me, and I thought like, oh, I think Rafa's the hardest guy in that division, man. Scary. Other than like Charles and Islam. I think it's like Charles, Islam, Rafa. And um, and then so no one will fight. So I was like, well, fuck. All right, I'm going to have to do the same shit again. So I just dipped out of the rankings and fought Jalen. And the rankings, there, there, there was something that happened this week. I'm not sure if you're aware of. And uh, I saw Syed post it, then I looked it up. And it kind of destroyed the credibility of the rankings. This week, McGregor went up a notch. Oh, did he? <laughs> fuck. And the, he gained... Oh, yeah, yeah. So Ferguson went out, like, because, well, Ferguson was, he, he was fighting at welterweight anyways. Yeah. But so Ferguson dropped down to, like, 14, 15. Demir went up three spots. But if you look at the rankings, go pull it up, anyone on your phone, and it shows the green uh, triangle plus. Right, right, so yeah, McGregor yeah, yeah. went up in the rankings. Yeah, I don't know, man. How the I fuck? Think, yeah, the rankings are like, I don't know, I think they're, 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 fuck the they're political. Yeah. It is what it is. Um. So you're preparing for for Renato. He recently fought uh, RDS. No, oh, he fought. So I think he fought Hernandez maybe after that. Because he took that RDS fight fought, on last minute, didn't he? Fought, he? Yeah, he fought RDA. Okay. And oh, sorry, RDA. RDA, obviously, he's not like the ideal guy you want to fight last minute. Yeah. So he sort of gave him a bit of a, a beating, but that's not like really an accurate um, portrayal of Renato's skill. Is this guy, is it going to be more of a stand-up? I mean, uh, these Brazilians, they always have the jiu-jitsu and the takedown so as well. So I think he, like, he's got, like, good jiu-jitsu, right? He, he he was, like, trying to grab hold of Rafa to, like, take him down, but obviously he's very strong and hard to take down. And he was doing the same thing to Alexander Hernandez as well. Yeah. And, yeah, he's got, like, you know, like, good Brazilian-style Muay Thai and, like, good jiu-jitsu. Just, and he's, like, got a lot of experience. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute barn burner. Yeah. And and like I said, uh, I've said this to a lot of people I ask, especially about the, the lightweight division. I mean, well, look at a guy like Charles Oliveira. Yeah. I mean, that division is just so tough that, like, you know, you're anyone you fight is is it's a beast. It's an yeah. animal, so it yeah. can turn it all around. Um, so on that note, we are we're going to wrap it up. Um, I think you guys should absolutely check out Quake Combat. Continue vlogging because I saw you took off <laughs> maybe eight months or six months almost. Yeah, I just uh, in New Zealand, it's like a little bit harder to vlog. Okay. Right? Like, because there's shit I'm doing during the day, like uh, training and teaching, and involves a lot of commuting. So I sort of it, like slips my mind. And, you know, I try not 
to vlog the same shit, you know, like training days or fight reactions and breakdowns. And yeah, like, yeah. I like to keep it like interesting. Something like if I'm, if I'm like, I'll, I'll watch this. And I'm like, okay, I'll make that vlog. I think the behind the scenes stuff is interesting. And yeah. I'm, like you've kind of done for all the lead ups to the pay-per-views. Will you do something like that for UFC 281? Yeah, oh, I've never been to New York. Uh, so I'll probably do, I'll do a vlog for New York for sure. Yeah. Like that'll be an interesting one. Um, and I think my my old man, he's going to come over. So he's never really, he's never traveled that far, I don't think. So <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll chuck him in the vlog. Zealand's <laughs> the uh, other side of, literally the other uh, side of the It's a long ass journey to New York, man. So. Yeah, what, do you guys fly Singapore or do you go uh, New Zealand, LA? No, nah, I think we fly in New Zealand to like, we can go to LA. I think we can, there's a Houston flight. Okay. Uh, and then from there, obviously, we're, whatever be, it is to get to New York. What is it, 18 hours? It's a long way. We're going to go, I think we're going like a w couple of weeks early. Or like, so a week of training and then fight week. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, I mean, I do the one to Canada. It's it's 24 hours door to door and it's like a handful of volume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Thanks a lot, Brad, for joining us. We're just going to flip it to this camera. Let everyone know where they can find you, especially if they're not familiar with your your uh, YouTube channel, which I thought is uh, an oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can go on to Quake Combat, and uh, it's like a unique channel. It's got like a lot of teaching. It's got a lot of instructionals for fighting, breakdowns on fights, and uh, like random vlogs that I do about my life when I feel like it. So yeah, it's like it got a little bit of everything. It's pretty cool. Okay, th thanks a lot. All right, guys, we are out. That's another episode. It probably went a bit longer than I thought. It goes fast. That's sweet. That's Especially yeah, when yeah. I'm drinking coffee, I start chatting. <laughs> um, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell, do all that fun stuff. We're out. <laughs>